0: Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. So the phone, the capacity, so it's a 128, but really it's only 113 gigs, you know, Mm -hmm. to start out with. And then available, 87 gigs. My old iPhone was 64 gigs and it was pretty much full. You know, it was the biggest one they had at the time. You always go for the biggest. Mm hmm. Messiah's Queen. Yep. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to another exciting episode of the IO Panel Podcast. With me is Mr. James. James, how you doing? Hello. What's new?
1: Oh, nothing, man. Just having a good time, man. Living it up. It's an exciting uh, couple of days getting all set on the new house. Um, Haven't set my computer up yet, so no gaming or anything, but still living living the good life.
0: Are you talking to us from a tablet?
1: No, I'm on 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 a, on a, on a Mac and Macintosh laptop, my favorite type of computing device.
0: Well, yeah, it's your choice. <laughs> um, didn't
2: you give it's... yourself a 3 week time period to procure and set up your new desk? I'm pretty sure it's been 3 weeks.
1: Yeah, it has been. I'm going to try to go to the store after this show to get the parts for the desk.
0: Fast forward 2 years later. Yeah. He's like, "I hate doing the show on this Mac." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the Mac that he claims he hates, yet that's the only computer he uses.
1: Yeah, because it's just a laptop, dude. It's up. It's up. It's it's up. <laughs> it's up. What, oh, Jesus. My desk is back in the corner over there. Mm-hmm. Could get, becoming a spider home. <laughs> <laughs> like a place for Daddy long Legs to frickin' fornicate.
0: <laughs> you know what else uh, will be in there? What other kind of creature...
1: Ugh. I uh, don't know.
0: Dust bunnies.
1: That's right, dust bunnies. Well, I cleaned those there up before I moved. I clean those up lot. Oh, okay. The
2: most advanced creature known to man.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, of course, that other voice you hear is Mr. Evan. Evan, how you doing? Hey,
2: guys. Doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. Um, Not much to report. Going to see a concert later tonight, though. That's why we we are recording slightly early. Not that anyone will ever notice.
0: <laughs> who uh, who are you gonna go see?
2: He is Legend. You spoken, serious? yeah. <laughs> there's there's three bands. The headliner is Ten Years. Then their supporting acts are Spoken and He Is Legend.
1: Oh. <laughs> I oh see. man, I, I was not joking. <laughs> So, do you th- why do you think you think they they're named after uh...
2: <laughs> Mega Ultra Chicken,
1: the Witch Doctor, <laughs>
2: BillyWitchDoctor.com?
1: dot com? Yeah,
2: uh, I don't actually know. <laughs> I'm sure. That's hilarious.
1: They're probably hilarious. probably funny. That's good. I will.
2: I will let you know if their show is significantly poultry themed. <laughs> <laughs> poultry and voodoo.
1: There we go. That's the, that's the name of our future band. Yeah. That's, a winning... that's the name of the Iowa Panel House Band, Poultry and Voodoo.
0: That's a winning combo. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: All right. Well, good. And of course, I'm the host this week, Mr. Michael. Um, so let's go ahead and get started here. So, what do we got here? First, I want to talk about MIT. So MIT. MIT. Yeah, MIT, MIT, commit. Um, (laughs) they've they've built a uh, AI system. So they built a computer system that they're calling an artificial intelligence, and its purpose is to detect cyber attacks. And they claim that it can detect eighty five percent of the cyber attacks that are uh, like basically it monitors a network and it de- detects 85% of the cyber attacks all on its own so so how like i'm wondering how is it different
2: from a well programmed product like i'm sure stuff like you know network monitors and packet sniffers and stuff exist but what like do you know what makes this qualify as you know being named ai or is it just a buzzword now
0: so what the, what they're doing is so there are humans involved, and what happens is this thing analyzes everything, and it pre- presents the results to humans, right? Mm-hmm. And the humans say, you know, they check it off. Yes, that's an attack. Yes, that's an attack. Nope, that one's not an attack. And so on, right? So they mark things yes, yay or nay. So, like, that's... And it, it learns that's, from that. So you teach it? Yes. It's a learning okay. computer. <laughs>
2: So it's like the dragon naturally speaking of packet analysis. Kinda, yeah. You you read it sweet nothings for a set period of time and then it turns into a butterfly and leaves the nest, as all birds do, and mm-hmm. protects your
0: network. That's correct.
2: Not bad. I think they're they didn't necessarily have to I'll, you know market it as a i but since that is popular these days, I can't exactly blame them mm-hmm can't you well, I guess it's not really the same like with you know the only security scanner I've ever worked with, like we set up the a Nessus system but you you define your own scans, but um I guess you can you can create more customized and um, granular uh, scans in the full, full program, right? But it's not exactly yeah. the same as teaching it. Right.
3: Hmm.
1: Well, I mean, I assume this is just taking everything we already know about security scans, putting it in some database somewhere, and then analyzing, looking at the database for repeating things and looking at, like, an attack, and I guess it's probably what they've done, right? They've looked at an attack, and then they looked at a bunch of attacks, and then said, okay, this is what happens when attacks happen. And they look for certain behaviors.
2: I'm curious, like, during its learning process, is it actually presenting real data to the people? Or are there, like, test cases that, you know, the security team is like, okay, well, we're going to hack ourselves this way and see if it catches anything. So what if what if they tell it like what if someone fucks up or is purposely teaching it incorrectly?
1: Yeah, cuz like AlphaGo, AlphaGo learned from like I think it was like I don't know 80,000 games of Go online and uh against real people and recorded games. So what is I mean I guess they must have, I mean, obviously they have a bunch of test cases somewhere, but, you know, hopefully it knows when when you get it, right? I would hope so. Um, I don't want it to learn, like, trial, oh, I didn't know, but now, (laughs) now I've got it. I won't really steal another another million dollars.
2: You teach it something new and then find out, like, the last three years someone's been in your system? Yeah. Ah, shit.
1: Yeah, now I know how to avoid it. Like, okay, fuck you. Like any good AI, does it have a name? IA? AI, AI, is, is, mm-hmm. is it like Jeffrey or something, or Ralph?
0: What would be a good name for? It, I think they're just calling it AI two. Gay. Hmm,
1: that's weak. That's a weak sauce name.
2: They could call it the Air Scanner. That's a bad name, also.
1: Call it, <laughs> call it Derek.
2: Derek. Derek. Derek the Scanner.
1: Um I'm call it Cletus the Scanner. That's why it sounds really creepy. <laughs> it sounds like you don't like you don't want it alone with your kids in the house, you know. Cletus the scanner. What are you doing, Cletus? Just checking in waves, man. <laughs> Make sure damn police ain't in my neighborhood. <laughs> Alright. Awesome.
0: So in this I'll just mention this real quick. It's related. Um You guys know about the DARPA challenges? Mm Mm-hmm. So we know there was the one a while ago about the automated vehicles, right? Um, Now they're doing one. So it says DARPA challenges hackers to create automated hacking system. And it says win $2 million. So it says this. It says this is the idea to build a smart artificial intelligence system that will automatically detect and even patch security flaws in a system.
3: So
2: uh, I was thinking about the detect, other way. But like an automatic hacking should. tool that we can send someone to China and like it hacks the China's national network.
0: hmm That'd be cool too. So that's
2: why I was thinking two million dollars is not enough for that. But it sounds like maybe it's for a proof of concept. Yeah,
1: you could build this thing. You're going to disappear into the bowels of the CIA's basement on the StuckNets two team. Well, they're
2: probably looking for something that's quicker than Microsoft or their own security team to like pick apart code, recognize where the flaw is, and fix it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But what if it fixed? It's like okay, fixed, but then nothing else
1: works.
0: <laughs> like She's to fix recognized. it, we have to disable everything. It says recognize, detect, and fix issues without human intervention.
1: So, is it a hacking tool or a fixing tool?
0: Is there a difference?
1: Or is it a dun, pen? Dun, or is it a pen testing tool?
0: <laughs> penetration. I guess it's, I guess it's <laughs> sort of both.
1: I mean, because penetration testers, it's not—it's non-malicious. To say a hacking tool sounds like they're trying to invent something. They, they, They're—I mean, to, okay, look. So what I mean is to 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 go to go through and hack the network and then to go through and hack and hack find the errors and patch the network patching is something another whole different thing you know what if it found zero I mean I imagine there's probably zero days walking around that we don't even know about you know what I mean for sure that a computer would see in a second so does the computer now have to like make a make a fix or does is it pulling a patch from a database that we that we give it
2: Oh, I think the computer ideally would make its own
1: fix. So, yeah, what is, then? What does that do to functionality?
2: Yeah, I don't know. How does the computer judge that? It. Maybe it proposes changes and then like emails people. Mm. Like this is what we should do, but that would almost defeat the purpose of it being, uh, you know, without human interaction.
1: Dude, that's just fucking creepy. We're like a we we're like crossing that border where now you're gonna have a job one day where it's like, Oh, this is the report from this is the report from uh the security system and it's gonna be like something like something it'll probably at first it'll be these itemized like if if you guys read yeah, you guys have all read Nessus reports. It's like block this garbled dump of everything. But what if you get a report one day and it's like, here's what I found last night, you know what I mean? You're like <laughs> <laughs> Shut the hell up, computer <laughs> Stop sending me emails. Why does the computer have a signature block? You don't have a phone number? (laughs) What the hell is this? (laughs) It's like, when did the fucking
2: automated system get PMI? Yeah, exactly. No, PMP, sorry. Or Six Sigma. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Fucking ITIL
1: certified. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Just because you fucking can read doesn't mean, ah, I'm arguing with a computer. All (laughs) All right. That's cool, though, man.
2: Like fuck this thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool.
1: So, Michael, are you entering in? Are you going for this uh, two mil? You and me, bro. Uh, I'm, I'm with it, man.
2: Do you think we have a better chance of doing it separately for for a shot at six million? Because two million times three is obviously how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, I don't think that's how it works, but you know, that whatever. is
2: the kind of logic and mathematicianship that will be programming
0: this. This device, <laughs> yeah. mathematicianship,
1: mathematician, huh? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> made up words, and can't even say the made up words. So
0: what? Okay.
1: Yeah, I we guess we ain't hacking nothing, huh? Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> I think we all need to get back on uh, Pokemon Go and call it a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: We'll talk about that in a minute. For now. We're going to talk about spiders and silkworms. Since James is having his own farm built up in his basement under his desk. That's right. But I don't think Daddy Longlegs have webs, do they?
1: Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. No, they don't. Okay, well, I don't know. Maybe they're stealing the webs and spitting them back out, but there's webs all over the Yeah, aren't they the
2: the marauders of the spider universe?
1: Maybe. uh, Maybe so. I don't know. Maybe they're web thieves.
2: They look like kind of bullies.
1: Well, they big-ass spindly legs.
2: Yeah. Um, anyways, spider silk is one of the strongest uh, substances, natural or man-made, that uh, we know about. So if you ever walk through a spider web and try to like tear it, you basically just get wrapped up and start panicking and run into a wall and pass out. Um, there's a company called Craig Biocraft who has developed or is developing a product Craig. called... Dra- Craig? Craig? Craig. Like like, up, Craig. Oh, okay. Well, I'm assuming it's a last name. Thanks for making assumptions. Alright, whatever, um, man. They're working on a product called Dragon Silk, which I think I've heard of before, so they, I'm sure they've been developing it for a few years. Um, but basically, there's two... There's Well, there's a few ways that we know of, of getting silk to use in materials. So there's silkworms, there's a disgustingly terrifying spider farm, um, or you can grow it from in, like, yeast and E. coli and stuff, but that really, the yield of that is quite low, so it's not very popular. So spider silk is about 30 percent stronger than silk from silkworms, which is why it's so appealing. But who wants a terrifying spider farm? So what they've done is extracted certain DNA from spiders, which is you know apparently responsible for um, regulating the you know the strength and type of silk because spiders have like 16 choices they make consciously for what kind of web they want to weave. And they've injected that um, into silkworm eggs. So they created a new species of silkworms that extrudes spider silk. So the army is interested in this, most likely as a Kevlar replacement or augmentation or something of that sort. So they've given them, the army has given Craig Biotech a um, $100,000, which honestly doesn't seem like much. But if all you're dealing with is silkworms, maybe that's a sizable amount. Um, so they're going to be testing various weave patterns and uh, thread counts, as we're all familiar with, from sheets of this uh, silk and shooting at it, basically. And if things, if it looks promising, the army will uh, could give them another million dollars to further development and you know, if that works out, I'm sure they'll receive hundreds of millions in contracts and stuff like that. So Kevlar, which is the primary James, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the primary component of like bulletproof vests yeah, and helmets and stuff. Yeah, it is. So while it actually does a pretty good job, um, it's very, it can be bulky and very inflexible, which could hinder movement, you know, in a lot of cases. um, so Kevlar has is about an elasticity of about 3%, so it really doesn't move. Um this dragon silk has an elasticity of 30 to 40%. So it's much it would be like wearing a suit of armor versus wearing, you know, under armor. That that kind of flexibility difference. So much more mm, Re- much more much more better Ooh. to wear
0: <laughs> much more better
2: yes much more better much much easier to maneuver in so obviously it would definitely need to still be quite thick to stop bullets um but it could be you know potentially lighter and you know more maneuverable so i'm sure it would be preferred um Thoughts? Interesting technology, I think. I'm not excited about spider farms, but silkworms are okay.
1: spider The, the whole concept of, of a spider farm is fucking horrific.
2: Militarized spiders.
1: Yeah. As the, as the title says, uh, uh, the nope. What, what does it say? Militaries, nope? Military-grade nopes. Yeah, military grade nope. So yeah, yeah, basically. Like all I can think of is like some farm with like an like a, like something that looks like an apple orchard on it. But instead of an apple orchard, it's just f- like a field of fucking like this thick, dense spider cloud of fucking blah, yeah, blah.
2: billions of funnel webs. Jesus! Please, wh- you could not pay me enough to walk through that. <sighs>
0: I uh. Tur- no, it turns priced. out Daddy Long Legs do have webs. <laughs> Just FYI.
1: There you go. We're learning. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's. I mean, it's pretty... Uh, I think it's cool. I mean, they've been talking about this for a long time, you know? I, I wish that we acted faster on these things because they've been talking about spider silk for, like, like uh, body armor for, God, it feels like 10... 10- or 11 years, man. Yeah, I mean th- I think know? Th-
2: some of the original concepts were thought of in like 2000.
1: Yeah, so Quite it's, a while. it's pretty old. I mean, I wish that I I wish that there was a way to like get money behind these projects to actually try them because we've had the, we have these great ideas and then we like sit on them for like rail guns or whatever, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like we talk about this stuff for a long time and then no no one ever does anything with they're it. They're
0: talking about that like 20 years ago?
1: Yeah, rail guns are old, man. Yeah, when did Eraser come so out? So old. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, race is a great example. Um, the army's been you know, you know the army's been playing with one for a sh- no, the navy's been playing with for a ship, but it's huge <laughs> for the for the Z- 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 zudco anyway Z- 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 anyway um, side But yeah, so it's cool that they're doing it, man. Would it, would
2: it's a awesome. railgun have to be huge, or no? You can make one compact and just like a higher rate of fire and cut something in half.
1: There's a guy on YouTube who made one. He made one. It just launches like these like little magnesium or tungsten blocks. Yeah. Those like, little <laughs> blocks about, you know, they're tiny. Um, but they're circular blocks. He made one on YouTube in his lab or something. I guess he's a student or whatever. Circular block.
2: Um, I would like to see the that. The thing
1: is, I think the thing is battery technology and capacitance technology has to come a lot farther. But I think once we get, I mean, we could come up with something. That would do that pretty easily, you know, but just soldiers be carrying a bunch of batteries and everything would be ridiculous. But here's the thing, right? It's just like big robots, right? (laughs) Like mechs, you know? As soon as, like, North Korea does it, then we're going to have them. You know, as soon as you see North Korean soldiers or somebody or some other country, even our friends, walking around in mechs or fucking all their soldiers have rail guns, it's going to change the game. But because nobody's done it yet, everyone's like, eh, we'll just leave the status quo. We'll just keep using this, whatever, whatever. You know, but it's that military technology, that military growth that grows the rest of science in in leaps and bounds. You know, because the military shifts gears and does something and then everyone else looks in looks at it even harder. And we discover all these new things about what we could be doing. So
2: Do you think that we would still discover all all the new things and advanced technology? if military did not exist but all of the money that goes to the military went towards science or is is it uniquely attributable to the military because they're trying to well be first
1: i think yeah i think it's uniquely i think i think it's it's almost the same but the problem is in the military we're looking for small man portable ways and vehicle portable ways to kill people Places and things and ways to conquer unique challenges and science on its own probably would not do that. Science science might find say oh if we do this and this this happens okay cool how can we apply that hmm I can think of a few ways you know but it's one thing to say you design a bunch of consumer level shit and it's something different to say how now how can we now how can we get sixty five hundred people. To this place, all with the same mapping information, and all with detail on where each person is and their ranks, movements, and and how much. Do, and we need to, we need data points on what's in this vehicle, what's not in that vehicle, and how to you know what we need to set this vehicle up. And I mean, there's so much logistical stuff that the army conquers to do what it does. It just on a scale that, like, if you think about the what it takes to to get a bunch of soldiers from point A to point B. And then you apply that to science to a scientific venture like colonizing the moon or something. The same logistical enterprise that does that moves soldiers from one uh, from a home base to a battlefield, uh, completely ready with food, cargo storage, room and board, everything, support systems, support teams, contractors, civilians, all of that. And you put that into like moving to another planet, we already have, we know how to do it, you know what I mean? And that something like that, science would never conquer because the consumer doesn't need it, you know. So there's certain things I think that we need the military to help us get to, and then other things, yeah. If we just put the money into science, we'd probably be pretty good, you know. Like I feel like we would have discovered, uh, we would discovered faster than light travel, or at least. Uh, High, higher speed travels and we'd be in space like seriously in space we'd at least now. have
2: a couple moon bases
1: oh yeah and we'd, if, we'd have a couple moon what? bases if we dumped all our money into science and not the, not, not, not the military industrial complex yeah,
2: for like the last 50 years
1: yeah I totally agree with that I think we'd have a fucking space elevator or at least something we'd have like like cause if you think about what um SpaceX is doing it's not magic you know what I mean It's just that no one gave a shit about fucking NASA and NASA was basically stuck dealing with like, okay, whatever Lockheed Martin could fucking shit out. And Lockheed Martin's like, well, the army doesn't care about space shuttles. So let's build more fucking new cutting edge bombers and more radar systems. You know, nobody can't give a shit about that. Let, let Russia or somebody go to, go to, go to the moon and set up a moon base. All of a sudden we'll be all trying to do it. You know? That's the only reason we are where we are, because Russia's like, oh, we're gonna go up there, fucking, we sent a fucking dog up there. You know? I mean, and now we're like, oh, shit. Holy shit, we're getting shat on by the Russians. We gotta fucking compete. We don't wanna look weak. We have to win. Yeah, l- let JAXA go do something. They, I mean, they... What? Uh, JAXA, the Japanese uh, Space Administration. Oh. Um, they they lost a... I don't know if you guys heard about that. We should should be on our rundown. It's not. I forgot about it. But uh, they they lost a... They lost something in a black hole. <laughs> like, they lost it, and then they refound it, and they lost it again. And it's, I think, the second or third one they lost.
2: This is not, like, sci-fi. Uh,
1: no, real life. They lost a a, uh, a satellite at the edge of a black hole. It was supposed to hover at the edge of a black hole and watch. That's... And they lost it. They lost it. Uh, I think it fell in, or uh, they lost control of it somehow. That definitely that
2: has to be sci-fi, because there are no black holes anywhere near us.
1: Well, I don't know. Maybe it was a nebula. I don't know. It was something weird. It was some weird spatial anomaly that I was like, oh, black hole.
2: Did they it's try the, to send it look, to the other look, side Michael, of the sun or something?
1: stuff. No, 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 no. No, they Googled they, they, it. Husband they Googled it. They Googled <laughs> it. <laughs> they Googled it. It's, it's something they lost a, a satellite there, and all of science was really excited about it.
0: Hitomi's last hurrah. Japan's lost black hole satellite, quote-unquote, sent back a spectacular image of a universe as it died. Hitomi was launched in February, but vanished just one month later. Before its demise, the satellite was able to send back data to Earth. It captured an image of a surprisingly calm gas cloud in a cluster of galaxies in the Perseus constellation.
2: Please send me that link. I would like to learn about it.
0: No. Okay. Hang <laughs> <Sorry>. No! <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I will send the link. That's
2: very interesting. I don't know why we don't send well, I do know why we have the Hubble and Kepler telescopes and stuff, but I was gonna say, I don't know why we don't send out hundreds of small satellite telescopes out in like all directions to just keep going and send stuff back. but I guess so I ha- because of the, the size of the stuff we already have in place, it's you know it already has that information.
1: So somewhere in a notepad, I had this idea when I was a kid um, and I had written down, I drew not drawn out my spacecraft. Um, It's like made of like fire extinguishers and a bunch of other stuff. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) um, but I had this idea. What you would do is you would launch this one platform and then it would stay out in space and then you could launch other platforms out there until you got enough gas to like and you could make this, and you so you'd have like these four or five platforms out there with extra gas up there, and then they would join up to connect to each other, and then they would launch out into space, and then one would go they would every like so many thousand kilometers or whatever, it would drop another one off till it till it stretched out a string, and we could use that for either communication or for you know we just sent out this string of things you know. Um, for fueling other future enterprises or whatever like that. Um, But dude, we got to fucking build, we got to build a drone. That's where the drone technology should be going. Should be going to space. Do you
2: think we should send, well, it might be a generalization to say this planet is overpopulated, but do you think we could take the excess population and create, oh, Jesus Christ, James, create uh generation ships and just sorry for anyone. It, James is basically changing his clothes on camera right in front of us. I apologize for the distraction. Um, we I could, have to
1: step away for a moment. I'll be right back.
2: <laughs> we could create generation ships to basically to send people, to other planets or in the direction of, you know, other stars, which are so many light years away, they would never, you know, it would probably take probably like 20 generations to get there. Maybe the ships would destroy themselves or just break down way before that and it would all be a lost cause. But um, we need some volunteers to leave this planet in mass.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know how long humans can survive in space. gravity could be an issue. Um,
2: what What do they do to counteract that right now? people you just exercise to keep your your mm-hmm. bone mass and muscle structure. so I wonder if I wonder what actually contributes to bone mass? Is it just the muscles pulling? On, on the tendons and everything around it, or because you could simulate that through, um, like electroshock therapy, which is <laughs> it sounds cruel. Um, he's like, and it is, but
0: it yeah. is necessary for science. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yes, it's a necessary no, they good.
1: Those, they have those upright, um, they have those crazy treadmills and stuff. They just need to find a pill that that um reduces um you know that reduces bone loss
2: (laughs) i thought you were gonna go with the gelatinizes your your internal (laughs) structure so you don't even have to worry about it
1: (laughs) so when you go to space that's it (laughs) yeah he's like (laughs) never back um
0: no they 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 just just, need to pop some osteoporosis pills and they're good to go right yeah we
1: got we got uh, the technology They got to make some. I'm sure in the next thirty years they'll come out with something to counteract that effect. Because right now, what? How long? How many? How how much time do astronauts spend like working out when they're in space? It's like every moment when they're not going somewhere or doing something. Like like it's multiple hours a day, right? I don't think it
2: takes that long. I mean, the average uh, in shape person in this country probably works out the same amount hour hour and a half few times a week maybe like four or five times a week probably but even that i mean there's still muscle loss and bone loss
1: what were you saying about generation ships i had to had to use the uh, um little astronaut's room
2: i think i was parlaying off of your your platform uh your platform idea saying that we just need to send people
1: oh yeah yeah I think that, see, I think all we, here's we here's here's the things that I think, because I'm an astrophysicist and I understand everything about, know about space, what I think is, we just need to figure out, A, how we can fabricate things in space, so, like, we need to understand zero-G, zero-G metallurgy, okay, like, we need to learn how to do that, and in, in low or zero-oxygen environments, um, We need to build drones that can collect materials because there's all kinds of like asteroids and shit out there with tons of iron ore and stuff. So we just got to get, we just got to get these guys out into the Kuiper belt and then leave them out there in the Kuiper belt, you know, where they can accumulate, well not forever, but where they can accumulate these materials and we say, okay, you have a hundred year mission, go out there, you know? So we got, we got, we got to deal with food, metallurgy and fabrication. If we can master those three things in space, for any then we're good. We can food. send someone out there and let them. What are they going to do yeah. for food? No, they have to grow stuff. They have to do babies um, eating babies. No, no, they do chemical. They do <laughs> they do the, uh, the 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 tube grown meats. The you know? what? The tube grown meats. Yeah, test tube grown meats. You know, and I mean we have to build. They you know they we send them out there on the Kyber Belt. They just got to go, and then they have to send back fucking reports. And it would probably take like a week and a half for us to get report information back to them or whatever. But, you know, they'd, we'd put out some satellites between there like in, in a, in a huge solar orbit, you know, we'd have to seed the solar system with, with, uh, satellites, but with all that could be done, you know, we could do that not today, but we could like at least the hardware we could build today. I know we can a hundred percent. I, I, yeah. you know, it's just the, 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 the forging and the metallurgy, that's hard. The food thing, that's a hard situation. Um, the proteins and stuff people need without them killing themselves and building a space station or a spaceship large enough that people don't go insane. You know,
2: interestingly enough, I think the fabrication and metallurgy in space is quite easy because apparently, you know, if you take two, if you take two pieces of metal here on earth and touch them together, you know, nothing happens. You make a little clink. That's because they have, there's an oxidation layer on the outside because of our atmosphere. Yeah. But if you take them into space, and polish that off, and touch them together, the metal fuses at a molecular you mean, like,
1: level. You mean eat them, polish them off? Or? Yes.
2: Put them in your throat like you would, you know, any other phallus-shaped object. Yeah. 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 Um, polish it so, off. Little, a little bit, you- bit of teeth goes a long way.
3: This, and this then you touch
2: you touch them together. There's no oxygen in space. How metal it, do you want it? fuses. Yeah.
1: <laughs> How sandy do you want it? Gross. How dry do you want it? <laughs> um, okay, so I didn't know that. That's very interesting.
2: It is interesting, yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Cold so if cold you... welding. hmm So that Just happens that. in space automatically.
0: Uh yeah. Yep. That's a problem. The, the They got to watch out for that. You can't just go up there with your screwdriver and be like, oh, I'm going to fix this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's all one piece now. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. Huh. How strong are the welds? It's
2: molecular. They're the same piece of metal now.
1: That's beautiful. Yep. <laughs> so now, so what we got to do is we got to figure out, we got to, so that's really hard then. We got to build an enclosed box that can go out there, an enclosed system that can... Very hot pull in, in the box. Pull, pull in materials. Pull, pull in, pull in and materials. Moist. And then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that can pull in materials, cle- purify the materials, you know, c- sh- shit out like a brick of pure iron, you know, all in an enclosed box, with o- and in an enclosed oxygenated box that isn't going to fucking blow up because it's full of oxygen, hot, metal, and fire. And then, freaking... Uh, work that into something else all in an enclosed system and then take have drones go out into space with fucking plastic hands and be like bloop okay this is welded bloop okay if you can figure out all that yo space station in a week
2: yeah we'll <laughs> definitely need to work on on tools because if you want to mine asteroids you know what if there's like a a 47,000 ton chunk of iron on an asteroid and you're like okay well let's dig it up and you know you take your space shovel out there and
0: oh that's, that's part of it now Great. How do we get this shit?
1: Yeah. Right. 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 So lasers.
0: Oh, that's a good idea. Well, you don't have to use iron to dig out iron. I mean, or bombs. Use... We could bomb it.
1: No, but what do you use? To well, dig laser. Out iron? Laser bomb
0: it. A gold shovel. I don't know. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
1: Have Pla- you ever noticed? Every... probably
0: work. Have you ever noticed everything in? NASA does is like gold.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's just because
2: they're excessive. 'Cause
0: they're fancy. They're
2: I royalty. They're
1: like, I thought they liked wealth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like every astronaut drives a Bugatti, you yep. know, like when you go when you get into the astronaut program, they're like, here's your Bugatti keys. Standard yeah. issue. Standard issue. Here's your gold fucking sphincter block, you know. <laughs> Whatever that is. A sphincter block. <laughs> yeah, a sphincter block. That's
2: That's what keeps you from pooping in space.
0: Yep. Stick this logo. in there, you'll be good. What if it turns out that
2: that space poop is, like, the most structurally dense material known to man?
1: Mm. What
0: are you talking about?
1: Very interesting. Nothing? I think it's just cold poop, but... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it's probably shatters. It's poop. like the like, freeze-dried ice cream. Yeah, like, it
0: goes what right if your space nose? poop is the most <laughs> craziest material of all? Like, uh... I don't think... <laughs>
2: Yeah, <laughs> so I don't think you you're sane.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so one one more thing on space, I'm sure you guys have seen the the breakdown of like you know NASA spent two million dollars to try and create a pen that would write upside down in space, and Russia just used a pencil, and everyone's like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. Russia's super smart. Who knows what's wrong with that?
0: Tell us. I don't know. If you
2: use a pencil or sharpen a pencil, little pieces of graphite, which are extremely conductive, can get into the equipment and short Uh, everything out.
1: That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense.
2: So the simple answer is not always correct.
1: You mean the the
0: quote-unquote lead in the pencil? Yes, the lead. Which isn't lead at all? Sorry.
2: Sorry, people in elementary school who still use pencils. It's graphite. Mind graphite. blown.
1: Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, even because even when you use a pencil, it's like, even if you use a pencil down here, it's like, and like that stuff, just probably those micro particles are getting all in the air.
2: Those micro aggressions.
1: Yeah, micro little micro aggressions of uh, graphite. Graphite. I need my
2: graphite. safe space.
1: That's right.
0: <laughs> I thought that's what James had every day. What? Sage Microaggressions.
2: Fraser. No, he has oh. macro aggressions.
1: Mac- minor macroaggressions, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also known as
2: outbursts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 this is, this is violent out, Ham! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want another croissant. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically. Basically how they go.
0: I'll um, say it right, James. Say it right.
1: What? Crucent? I don't know. I don't know <laughs> how to say Crucent? it. Crucent?
0: Yeah. Crucent. Cor- Coruscant. No, okay. can Yeah. No, that's, that's Isn't a. that from Star Wars? Yeah, that's oh, a place yeah. in Star Wars. <laughs> also, a
2: delicious pastry. Yeah,
1: it's the that's, Star right. Wars. that's right. That's um, right. Have you guys seen the Rogue One trailer? No. No, sir. Wow. It's not a trailer, it's like a featurette, but man, it looks so good.
2: Is it a teaser?
1: Eh, I wouldn't call it a teaser. It just, it has, it's just very, it shows some, like, behind-the-scenes stuff and some some other stuff, but it's one long flow, and it shows every case, and you see some people talking, but it's more like a music video. Um, <laughs> but it's really good. It's really, really good, and it makes me really want to see it. Like, compared to this, the new Star Wars movie, which is just a rehash of, like, three other movies, this was, like, this looks amazing, man. This is, like, original thought, like, which is something Hollywood just doesn't do anymore. I'm super stoked about it. Um, it looks really great. Um, hmm. And they show the, the uniforms and stuff like that. So there's the standard old school stormtroopers with the rounded helmet accents like we were used to, not the new ones. And then there's the shore troopers, which are like they, are, I guess, work on the beach, you know? No, I'm not joking <laughs> about that. And then there's the death the death troopers, which are like some, I guess, the main bad guys, uh, his personal guard. Um, I like that yeah it's honestly, it's pretty cool. It looks all awesome, and the rebels like everybody looks really badass. It looks like it's the kind of thing like I could believe this world existed just by looking at the clothes and stuff they put behind it. The best I can say from looking at the trailer is like saying, or this little chunks little featurette is saying like it's the world it's like if if someone saw soldiers today. Getting on, like, like US Army Rangers getting on a helicopter and said, Oh, that looks real. You know what I mean? It doesn't look staged. It looks like, like, you know how, you know how it is? Like, you watch soldiers in a movie and you see soldiers, real soldiers. It just looked real. And these guys looked real. Everything looks real. It looks gritty. It has a good feel to it. Like, it, it seems like a real world they're building here. I'm really happy about it. After the first, after the newest movie, I was just like, Ugh, this is just like to sold toys or something. I know it's so, so depressing. Um, this one looks really fun. So, good. this
2: one is not canon, or everything now is considered canon?
1: I think everything but how, now what,
2: is How are they doing the releases? They're doing like episode seven, eight, and nine every other year, but they're doing like some other, like a story from the books every other year?
1: I don't know about that. I just know that this is about the special ops team that got the first Death Star plans. That's briefly mentioned in the uh in uh return of the empire or strike of the- Sh- empire Strikes, you know whatever strike of the jedi strike you know, many, of the Jedi how you know, many
0: boffins died getting us this or whatever
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. <laughs> exactly boffins, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know if there's actually boffins or not i mean maybe these people are boffins, I don't know they don't say, but uh. Hopefully, they, hopefully they address that detail. They probably won't, though. They'll pretend it like didn't happen. But
0: where's yeah. uh, where's Han Solo from?
1: Corellia, Corellian. He's Corellian. Yeah. So Corellia.
0: Hmm. What's
2: their deal? I don't know. Do they ever address why everyone's like human? No. Hmm.
1: They don't. I wish they did, but they don't.
0: Well, not everyone. Well, yeah, not everyone. everyone
1: everyone who matters. Yeah. There's not like some great alien fleet of like the alien whoever race. It's a trap. Rawr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Ma- Michael's freaking dad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh man.
2: Oh, Admiral Akbar.
1: Yeah. Now they do show another like Admiral Akbar person. Mhm. But same
2: species know. or like species. it's so, it's his father?
1: I don't know about that, but the same species.
2: The Great Akbar tradition of <laughs> right. captaining mediocre ships.
1: That's right, that's right. Admiral Akbar. Hmm. Okay. Um,
2: moving on to other fantasy-related stuff that James is also interested in. Pokemon Go is all is the all the craze. Is that the right saying? Mm-hmm. That's not the right saying. The kids are saying it is. It's very hit, is it?
1: It's
2: all, all, all the rage,
1: yeah. All oh, the fucking rage bullshit. Um, <laughs> oh, while we're on that, when we finish, we're going to talk about the media and the, okay. the, the day of rage.
2: The day, oh my, yeah, forget yeah. about that. We're gonna talk about the yeah. day of rage. Go ahead. So, with all the people trying to uh participate in Pokemon Go, some malicious folks have taken advantage and placed. Some uh, fake Pokemon Go apps in the Google Play Store. They have since been removed, so you can feel safe. But just in general, only download the actual Pokemon Go app. Not like, Pokemon Go Ultimate Unlocked Super Secret Edition. That's not it. So, while the apps were up... um, it would look legitimate, but once you launched it, it would basically put a, a lock screen over your phone so you couldn't use it. Now, if you reboot your phone or take out the battery, that screen would go away, but the app would still be running in the background, and what it would do in uh, at least one case was anytime you're, you know, browsing the internet or something and you push the back button, it would pop up some, you know, a page of ads or or uh, something like that, and try to click on them basically in an attempt to make the the creators of the app some you know some ad revenue so you can imagine if that were on a million phones that could be uh, a pretty good money grab so while i mean it's still m- malicious but there haven't been any instances of you know ransomware or other you know more legitimate malware in this Uh, in this example, but it's not hard to, to create those, you know, it would be a fairly simple change in the programming to, to implement, you know, ransomware or something where the lock screen doesn't go away, where you have to pay, you know, one Bitcoin or, you know, $300 to unlock your phone. Um, that would be quite, quite an easy jump. Uh, I haven't read about any examples of that. They didn't talk about it in the article I linked. But once again, as I mentioned, Google has removed the identified offending apps from the Play Store. But they they got there in the first place, so there will probably be others. So if you're, you know, Pokemon Go is not available in every country. I don't think we have any listeners outside of the U.S. But you can get it. You can sideload the game on your phone through, you know, an APK. I don't really know what that is, but, um, it's basically a way of circumventing app stores. Um, so an don't APK, do that.
0: <laughs> yeah. An APK is just, you download an app. Like you could download a, like if someone posts an app on, on a, a website and you want to go download it, mm-hmm. they'll they'll send you a link to an APK and you just download this file. or just, it's just dot APK yeah and that's what you load on your phone, and that's the application that's it,
2: yeah, so if you get it from an unauthorized source, you're very likely doing yourself a disservice yeah. and downloading some kind of malware
1: yeah there's there's the one and I'm sorry, Evan, I was reading about this mm-hmm. about the day of rage when you were talking about this there's the one that um so where I work, I work for the army, so where I work, there's a whole there's a whole thing about Pokemon go going around and like it escalated from Monday to today, basically like Monday to Friday, basically like um, one email said from uh, a group from account from, from the, from the army's counterintelligence division uh, that every base has. It's like a a count, you know, counterintelligence counter spying counter spying division you report Mm -hmm. stuff to them. If you see something sketchy, whatever they released a thing saying, if you see people in cleared, in cleared areas, walking around, staring at their phones, they're most likely playing Pokemon go. Please watch these individuals. Um, because I'm surprised
2: that They didn't say, please report them. No, you're like mapping a secured facility.
1: Well, it just said, watch them. But, um, I think that's because that was Monday. So I think that's because they didn't really understand what Pokemon go does. Um, Yeah, that's Mike. Yeah, and that's no, that's that's Mike. that's the thing. It's it's very strange. Their response at first was very weird, and then after that, the response kind of went more to like what you'd expect, which is like you're not allowed to play it here uh, on on base and. Uh... Sorry, I
0: suck. Yeah, it's okay. We'll
2: no, just continue. Fine. Oh, okay.
0: No, I was just saying that uh, you know it's weird that they would say that it would be. Um, why would they care if it was? You know, if someone was talking, what do they think these people are going to talk to Russia because they're talking? They're playing Pokemon. Like no, I think
1: doesn't it doesn't make it, any it's, sense. It's, no, it's the thing is I think for the most part the federal government and the military doesn't understand anything about technology. Uh, and they 've proven that to me time and time again <laughs> they have no idea how technology works it 's more like the people who make decisions are not people who have any kind of technical understanding so there was an email going around about uh, the, and this is two things that caused a lot of microaggressions macro aggressions for me this week was <laughs> the day of Rage and Pokemon Go because people are posting things about Pokemon Go is obviously now have no idea how the game works. Um, so one thing was, you're not allowed to have a camera. Uh, you necessarily, you're not allowed to use your camera on a military facility on your phone. Um, that is true and not true. So, yes and no. I mean, it's totally true in some ways, and to- and then other ways it doesn't matter. But people do it anyway, and no one inform- There's no inf- zero enforcement. Um, so you can bring your phone into your job, right? Yeah, absolutely, of course. You have to like leave it in the car or something, dude. Yeah, no, you can. You are.
2: Cyloning super hard, Mike.
1: Yeah, yeah. You you can. Uh, it just sounds like it's breaking up. Just give it a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can bring in. You can bring your phone into the car, and you can bring your phone into the office, and nobody says anything. You know, I think it's a, the understanding is you're not going to take pictures of stuff you're not supposed to. But um, you know, people take pictures all the time of all kinds of things. It happens. It's a thing that happens. Um, and nothing is, for the most part, you're not in an area. You're not allowed to have your phone in classified areas. So those areas are restricted from those devices anyway. You know, the unclassified areas or FOUO areas for official use only areas, those areas don't really matter because most everything in those areas is not necessarily for public consumption, but it is not classified. So anyway, we're going here we're talking about stuff that's not necessarily the, the gist of it. But um, so the biggest problem was the camera, the augmented reality nature of the game. But that's something you could turn off. Um, the other thing is the the all over the base there's pokey stops. The pokey stops are dictated by memorials or plaques or any kind of a public place that's very permanent, you know. So there we have a field which was all tanks. It used to be all tanks there on the in the field, and now all the tanks are gone. They're in Kentucky or somewhere like that. They moved them, and so now where those tanks used to be. Are just blank concrete slabs, and there's let's say there's probably twenty five tanks out there. Now <laughs> there's Poke stop twenty five pokey stops in a field, and it's just the craziest <laughs> dumbest thing in the world. So I like you'll drive by all week. People have been driving by there, and you'll see like kids, like people, kids who live on base, and grown adults like get after after work, and they're walking around that field, <laughs> you know, getting hitting the pokey stops. Um, it's it's kind of dumb. It's, but it's like they 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 just don't understand. And they're putting out these sending out these notices. They're like, oh no, Pokemon, and oh Pokemon gives you full it takes full access away from your phone, and this that the other thing. I said, well, that's not really true either. It does ask for a lot of rights, but you can just say no. I told it no, you can't have access to my context. No, you can't have access to this. No, you can't have access to that. The game still works, and everyone's happy. And I looked in my you if you go to the Google. If you use your Google account, you go to Google and you look at the permissions granted, it will tell you. And some people, because they just say yes to stuff because people are fucking idiots and they don't read anything. And I think everyone on this everyone on this show knows that. People are fucking stupid. So they just say yes to everything. And what happens is they give Pokemon Go full access to their Google account. You know? yeah. Now, Pokemon Go really doesn't give a shit about your fucking pictures of your freaking girlfriend's vag that are in your, in your Google Drive. But for some reason, when they write these reports and send them out to everybody, they think Pokemon Go can get into your files and delete files out of your your Google Drive account. I'm like, that's not what it's doing, and you know it. You're just using the extreme. And it came from this fucking nutty security guy who's a fucking nutbag and obviously has no joy in his life. I mean, let me not sound like a Pokemon Go apologist. The game's fucking horrible. On its (laughs) own, Like just as a gamer, it's a buggy, shitty game. That barely works, but um,
2: I do have some questions about it. When you're done, yeah,
1: let me find this uh, guy's report here. Pokemon Go, it's like dead body, car accident, rage. (laughs) (laughs) Pokemon Go, uh, security risk. Yeah, so it's written by this pretty prominent security guy, um,
2: Albert Cubieri.
1: (laughs) That's okay. No, not, not not Albert. That's an Deere. that's
2: an ongoing uh, yeah, joke.
1: I see that. People,
2: <laughs> I'm not going to let it die.
1: Yeah, they show a picture of of uh, of what's it called? It from Pokemon, the main character Pokemon jumping into your Gmail account with Pikachu. Pikachu's like Pikachu <laughs> into, into like a pool of Google data, you know. <laughs> so that was their biggest freaking thing about this that. Um, That that people like, and they, they, so this was going around all the federal government offices all week about how Pokemon Go is taking over people's stuff and everything like that. But there's a malicious version of Pokemon Go that was in an APK file that people were loading into their freaking phones. Like you said, Evan, and like you said, Michael, you know, they were using, they were loading this because they wanted to get the game. But this was happening in the UK, not Mm -hmm. in the US, you know, because here it it was released on release day in July, what, 6th or 1st or something like that. So the game's been out for a while. It's just people didn't know it or realize it or something. But, um, yeah, Yeah. anyway, so I'm I'm kind of ranting about this, and I'm not going to beat it up much longer. But the game is, you know, pretty much harmless. You know, I wouldn't use it while I was driving. The temptation is there. But the the game has built-in restrictions to keep you, like, over 20 miles an hour. It does not work properly. It's not made to work over 20 miles. Like, you have to go slow to use it. You have to be walking. Basically,
2: you could ride your bike,
1: you could ride your bike, yeah, it's, get
2: some of those ten kilometer eggs hatched pretty quick,
1: y- yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, anyway, what are your questions, Evan
2: so you said you could use it without the camera functionality, yeah, what does the game look like without the camera
1: on if you turn if you turn the camera off, because see, you only see the augmented reality piece when you run into a Pokemon, right you know so oh. when you, when you run into a pokemon what'll happen is the pokemon will appear in your environment with the camera on when you turn the camera off the pokemon appears in their approximation of what the the map area you're in looks like and to them the map area only looks like varying shades of green in daytime or nighttime so if you see i don't know a whatever mon <laughs> if you see one Then, and you click on it, and you get into the battle, which is to throw the Pokeball at it, it will pop up on the screen, and you'll see a nighttime landscape with nothing on a flat, empty field of green with the occasional, like, lighting effects of, like, fireflies or something like that, you know? But it's very blah, whatever, and I I turned it off just because I didn't want it using my camera, Mm -hmm. you know? And it was, like, a big waste, you know, whatever. It looks kind of funny when you see, like, the fish... The fish thing appear on a plate or something, but otherwise. Magic Carp. Yeah, exactly, Magic Carp. Um, but otherwise, it's dumb. So you know, I just oh, okay. turned it off.
2: So my other question was, you were talking about how there's like twenty five Poke Stops in the middle of this field because there used to be tanks there. Yeah. So I'm curious, do you know where the the data for all these Poke Stops comes from? And in like, correct. is it okay?
1: It's so, all from Ingress, and Ingress is all everything. Ingress came from is a is an API, like an API data dump of memorials and some memorials, statues, and public spaces from Google, uh, from okay. Google Maps.
2: Because I, you know, I I have not played it. I assumed it was like, you know, if you walk by. A pond or something. I was like, "Oh, this is this is where a magic carp would be. You can capture it. Or if you walk by a mailbox, this is where the mailbox Pokemon is." So I, I assumed it would recognize the object and generate something that's related to that. No.
1: Okay. It knows. It does know water features, and it knows. I think. I think. I think. Besides water, I think probably someone has sat down and put in a database, certain things should be found in certain elevations or certain places. And there might be some API or something they have running that does that, or they said, okay, you can only find this in these areas, and the spawn rates lessen over here, and vice versa here. Um, Because I think a lot of it is like, certain things are very rare, and they spawn very rarely. And in other places, they spawn very frequently. Like here in my girlfriend's house, the only thing that spawns is the rat-rata Ratatata, whatever, uh-huh. and Pidgey, Pidgey, Pidgeo, Pidgey, yeah. whatever, Pidgey, yeah, whatever, you know. And so I have like five of these Pidgey, Pidgey things, and then like six Rattas, you know. I've been just getting them just to get them, like just so I can like learn how to do the Pokey, the learn how to throw the Pokeball properly. But otherwise, it's you know, there's nothing. Are you,
2: have you evolved them?
1: I've only evolved the Pidgey the, to Pidgeotto. Okay, I'm, I'm a low roller. The you guy who off, from... Yeah, the guy we talked to, <laughs> he said I should get out more. <laughs> the guy, uh, Michael, the guy we we talked to last night, Bruno, he's like level 17 or something, and he's doing it like crazy. He's like, yeah, I'm going to set up a – he's like, I, I was driving past the bar, and I saw you guys in the bar, so I came in. My plan tonight was to go to this stop, put a lure on top of the stop, and then just hang out there. So that's what a lot of people have been doing, right? They they've get, they get the lures, they put the lures on the Pokestop, and then they just wait. And Pokemon come into the lures. And so people, like you at my job, you see them. Even though they've banned Pokemon from my job, you'll still see a lure going off on one of the Pokestops in the base. And people, like, you'll see a crowd of people over there standing around it, you know? What is it? What is that?
2: Do L- like the lure, are you issued a lure? Or can you you have to buy them or? Try you have to
1: try buy them? the lures, or when you beat the Poké Gems, you get the lures. Um, huh. I mean, you get not lures, you get the coins, and you use the coins to buy the lures. The lures bring the Pokemon out, make it draws the Pokemon in. Pokemon in. Is it the same
2: ones that would be there normally, just more of them, or it's random?
1: Um, according to what we were told by Bruno last night, the lures will drain. Well, no. Incense, I think, draws them in every five, every five minutes. If you're sitting still, once a minute. If you're moving, the lures. I don't know what the spawn rate is for those.
2: Hmm. Okay. I'm probably still not going to play, but it's, it's. I enjoy watching the development.
1: The whole game is grinding. It's basically it's grinding in real life. You know, it's like going to kill the fucking pig in the woods of the low level pig for in real life to get XP. That's what this whole game is. Yeah. you know. And I don't like games like that, but there's, uh, as from a technical standpoint, I'm highly interested in it because I feel like we're, we, this, this game is going to put augmented reality on the edge and in a good way. And we're going to stop hearing people say mixed reality. Cause someone tried to get that thing going. And that's just the dumbest thing in the world. It's called, I think that
2: reality. was hollow Yeah.
1: They tried to get it a mixed reality. You know, but it's just augmented reality. It sounds a lot better. It's a lot cooler. I like it. It's definitely gotten the the, the
2: technology a lot more exposure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, that's 3% of the game. Yeah. Most of the game is looking at your character, your shitty character, on a map getting lost because it can't find GPS. And jumping <laughs> all around the map. Like, that's what he does. Like, if I turn it on, if I look at it right now on my phone, because I had my phone, like, in sleep... <laughs> He's just going to be like, he's going to be like, and he's going to run all over the place. And the game, the game is so bad. It's so fucking bad. You know, most of the time, this is what I see. If you can see my screen here. Yeah. This is what I see most of the time. I see this bar not loading um, because the servers are so fucking jammed and it can't get GPS signal and everything else. And it'll just sit like this. Or I'll catch a Pokemon and it'll sit. And then the game's frozen. Like... Um, it's just not a great game, dude. It's as poorly for the, as much time as they put into it and what and how much of an overlay of Nanantic's Ingress it is. I don't get how it's so, how it's so shitty right now. Like they had Ingress is like five years old. They had two, uh, maybe two and a half, three years to work on this. Is Ingress still
2: active? And have you played that to compare them played
1: Ingress and it's active, but nobody plays it. Ingress Ingress, and Pokemon are the kind of games, and I think the guy, our buddy Bruno, hit the head, nail on the, the head with this last night. Um, Ingress is the kind of game where when you play it, you have to be like a student or some hipster yuppie who all they do is walk around all day. You know, like you live or work in the city and you're on foot all the time. That's the same thing with Pokemon. Ingress and Pokemon are the same way. Except Pokemon, you get advantages for being near water because... Magikarps and shit spawn near water, and the dragon things and all this kind of stuff, they spawn near water. So you get a higher advantage of picking up those kinds of Pokemon. Nice. Yeah.
2: Shall we move on to um, perimeter defense and where one might procure such such an adventurous novel? Um, Piece of Americana?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Literature? Yeah, not Americana, but yeah. <laughs> um yeah, no, absolutely. Um well I picked it up on Audible, of course. Uh our favorite method of uh putting literature into your butt um through the audio format, straight injection to the uh anus. But uh very good uh book, honestly. This is uh, I talked about perimeter defense one. I think it's called Perimeter Perimeter Defense Sector Nine or something like that in the first book. The second book's called Perimeter fence, the Perimeter Defense Two, Beyond Death. And uh, it's still very good. Um, uh, I don't want to spoil it. I'm not going to get too much into it. But it's a game book. So, and apparently Russians, like I've been doing some reading since then. Apparently Russian, the the most, some of the most prolific Russian, like, science fiction writers are right. They write about games. Uh, So this guy, he wrote this game basically almost based on EVE Online. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like a mix between Eve online and star citizen is what he wrote. And I think it's a great book. Uh, it's well done, you know, um, the new one's really good. And it looks like the books have been finished for a long time. Like there's a third book that's already done. And I think what's happening is audible is, uh, converting them as fast as they can. So they're, they're just having a, they're having them read as fast as they can. Um, by, uh, I don't know the reader's name, but the reader's pretty good. Um, the problem is, though, uh, because they're converting them from English to Russian, there's a lot of things that are messed up. Like, uh, they don't say missiles. They say ro- they say rockets. And mm-hmm. they don't say kilometers or parsecs or anything like that. They say miles. So, they're like, oh, we spawned in 100 miles from the location or 20 miles from the location. And I feel like a lot is lost in the conversion. But if you can... If you can take that um breaking the uh your your uh, suspension of disbelief, then the book is still excellent. I mean, it's very well written. The characters are great. I'm absolutely in love with the book. It's deep, the mystery is there. You know, it's not full of exposition. Um they really don't tell you a lot. They just kind of put this character in a situation and they say, "Hey, it might take two or three books for us to get this across to you and you're just going to be stuck with it." Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking the next one will come out next month. Cause it seems like it's been a month between releases. Um.
2: Since you mentioned star citizen, mm-hmm. is it true that the open beta is now in effect or has it always been open beta basically?
1: Or was it, was it alpha? It's alpha. Okay. It's alpha. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. I, I don't know. Where, where did you see that?
2: Uh, on some post on nine gag. Hmm. I you know, I cannot speak to its authenticity or uh, authority. So yeah. I figured I'd ask.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, it's been an alpha for Jesus too many, too many years. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, even as uh, you know, it's funny in the gaming world, there's zero transparency about what's happening with a game. Like the only thing you'll hear about a game is like, you'll see like, Oh, we're working on this. Then maybe a year later, you'll see some shitty footage then a year after that, you'll see a trailer. Then they'll say, "Oh, we're having a full release trailer at E3 or something like that," and then you'll see some gameplay footage. Then the game will come out like nine months to a year later. So five year a five year process. Star Citizen was a con- was a, just an idea in 2012 with some very basic with a basic basic constructed. You know, they had like three or four ships made and the biggest the bengal carrier the big carrier was built and uh that was in a and the bad guy ships were built and a few fighters were built and that was the first iteration of that stuff and they're like yeah we're going to build this open universe kind of like eve then of course it suffered from feature creep which is like they added so much stuff to the game in a, in an attempt to get more money and the thing is to build this game it's huge undertaking they wanted to do so much so much AI and things like that were needed on a, it's just on another whole other level. So they, they needed more money and they were able to raise it. Obviously it's the highest grossing game, uh, crown funded thing, period. Um, do you happen to remember the number? No, it's like 30 million or like 300 no, no, million. No, no, it's like 130 million or something like that. Yeah. It's a hundred.
0: It's at least hundred million.
1: Yeah, at least $100 million. so... I mean, it's a pretty nuts amount, you know? But $100 million they, vaporware. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the thing, right? So the problem with Star Citizen is people know about it, you know? It's not like Grand Theft Auto Five, where people are like, well, we know they're doing something, but we don't know what they're doing, you know? People know about Star Citizen. People put their money and their hopes and dreams into it to get it made. And so two things, two big problems. One, Chris Roberts gave a date. A release date big mistake he said oh yeah the game's gonna come out in fucking 2014 it's 2012 now two years later you're gonna have the game well guess what happened two years later we barely had shit okay mm-hmm. we had we had like the arena commander module that just came out you know um but the thing is during those two years every week they were releasing video Saying, this is what we're working on, we're building the team, da 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 whatever. Here's our thoughts, here's our ideas, whatever. And they've still have been doing that. Now, every week, Star Citizen... And, and look, say what you want about Star Citizen, measure them against any other game producer. Period. Okay? Every week they put out a 10, a 10 questions from the community um, about the game video on Monday... Uh, on Wednesday, they put out Bug Smashers to show them working out the bugs in the system. And on uh, Thursdays, they release a show called AT Around the Verse," where they talk up. They go basically around to every. They show a a a uh, uh, future future release uh, item they're going to release in the future. Something that this, they're working on. They show they have three progress reports from all the three uh, software houses that are that, that that are part of star center as part of cloud Imperial games they have some they have a bunch of random community stuff and then they they show a lot of pictures and stuff like that that's about a 30 30 a 39 minute or 40 minute video then they have on friday they have where they talk about what you saw in those videos they have that on twitch where they show that so they do more community outreach than any game producer ever, period. I guarantee you. And they answer more they're more uh more I can't think of what the word is, but they're 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 more they're more willing to to take what the community says and make changes than any other game producer I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know? Like they came out with the the pirate ship or whatever, and you know, people were like, yo, this is not a good look, dog. You gotta change this. And they changed it, you know. They 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 said we're gonna rework it, and they took it and they fixed it, you know. So, um have they suffered from feature creep? Yes. Have they broken their dates? Yes. Have they fucked around with the TOS? Yes. Have they changed the TOS so that they don't have to give refunds unless certain requirements are met? Yes. Is that all shady as fuck? Yes. Do they give you regular progress reports and you know they're doing something and there's, there's already something to play right now that is already more amazing than any space game we've ever played? Yes. You know? Is Star Citizen right now, as we st- speak, better than uh, uh, No Man's Sky and that other game that's similar to Star Citizen that's already out, uh, Elite Force Dangerous? Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Even right now in its state. Because in Elite Dangerous, there's things in this game you can't do in Elite Dangerous and things in this game that exist that Elite Dangerous will never have. So, I mean, it's it's it sucks that it's taking so long, and I'm not trying to be an apologist for it. He said, this year we're going to get Squadron 42, and I feel like he has to come out with it, which is the standalone game that there's just they invented halfway through this process. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, like, a few more feature creep. Um, do they have to come out with this? Yes, they have to make it. They better it better be out this year, otherwise they're gonna have a serious problem. Like they just lost; they're in the news right now, and that's not on the rundown either because I didn't want to talk about it because I'm a Star Citizen apologist, but, <laughs> um, uh, or as they say, I'm a I'm a Star Citizen fuck boy. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, you know, uh, a guy just got three thousand dollars back from them because uh, he had to call the district attorney because he asked for his money back a million times; they wouldn't give it back to him. And he called the district attorney, and they f- filed a formal complaint, and then he finally got the money back. But now the district attorney is looking at Star Citizen, you know, because they changed their TOS halfway through and said, well, hey, it doesn't matter if you agreed to it. We changed our TOS. And the guy hadn't, he hadn't, he hadn't agreed, he never agreed to the TOS. Like, he didn't download the game and say, oh, check the box, I agree, you know?
2: What, did he just, like, buy a fleet pack and then never played the game?
1: Probably. Probably. A lot of, and a lot of people are like that. A lot of people spend a lot of money on the game and just they're not the t- they don't want to play an unfinished product. I mean, I have the game and I barely play it just because it's so unfinished. You right? Know? Like there's there's a lot of things the game needs to be made fun. It's not a game to be played right now. It's just like one partial part of a of a system without any of the AI, without any of the subsumption, without any of them. There's no economy. There's so many things the game's supposed to have that it doesn't have right now. You know, um, a lot of the ships that are in the game aren't in there. Um, one of the f- one of my favorite podcasts, Star Citizen podcasts was listening to. They were talking about. They're like, "When's the Redeemer going to be released?" The Redeemer came out. It was the 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 the, the audience picked ship, the ship that um, players made um That three that that they had like thirteen teams compete, and this guy these this I think Italian or Scandinavian team won for and their their ship was called the Redeemer. It was a drop ship um for anti piracy whatever, and it 's been finished it 's sitting in the hangar, you can look at it, walk in it, use all the doors and hatches, and everything else sit in the pilot 's chair, but it 's not flyable and they were like why isn 't this ship flyable yet? you know, but the whole time they 've been releasing um Doing concept sales, releasing, and making other ships flyable, like clockwork. But this one's not flyable at all, which mm-hmm. I don't understand. You know what I mean? And they, they've said many times, like, oh, we have don't have the resources. We're dedicating resources to certain things as we need to. But I think, and they've been hit the nail on the head on this podcast, the whole thing is about money. You know? This, this fucking enterprise causes so much fucking money that they have to, like, constantly be making money right now. You know, yeah, they have like a probably you know 130 million dollars they've raised, but dude, they have what five or six hundred employees, three locations, three separate huge like facilities in Austin, Texas. No, four: Austin, Texas, Germany, uh, England, and uh, and in uh, California. Mm-hmm. You know, with software teams, software development teams all in, in each. You know, so. Yeah, I mean, the money's going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So they got to keep raising money, keep doing concept ship sales, keep bringing new ships into the game to get people to buy them because that's how they make their money right now. And the question is, like he said, we're never going to have a monthly fee when the game starts. I don't know how they're going to make money to keep upgrading this game. You know, he says they're going to make fees on the back end through the economy. I just don't know.
2: That's a good point. I mean, maybe, you know, you mentioned the economy. People can have stores. Maybe they will have a store.
1: Yeah, they'll probably keep making stuff, and they they said they're going to make money off the ship fees, off of like, insurance, insurance, and that kind of stuff, like in game money. They're going to make money like that. But I, I here's the thing: was here's what I think is going to happen. If they pull that off, when the whole thing, the whole ship, everything comes crashing down, you know, and the game gets finished, they're going to be laying off so many people <laughs> to to just to do, fulfill what they want to do. You know, I don't know, man. I don't know. Anyway, I'm still sticking with Star Citizen. I, I still suggest people get the game. I think it's gonna be an awesome game. Um, but you know, it's just you know they need to come out. They need to do something to play. Well,
2: Star Citizen 2020.
1: Oh Jesus, <laughs> dude! If it's not out by if there's not something a full something like the single player something out by 20, you know, end of 2016, I'm gonna have a problem.
3: I
2: think you might have a problem. (laughs) I think there would be several, you know, both games in full effect by 20, mid 20, sorry, no, early
0: 2018, probably.
2: Jesus Christ. Dude, that's ridiculous.
0: Well, James, you might have mentioned this earlier when I was unavailable. Um, The uh, You guys saw that some guy sued them and won, right?
1: Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, that's what I was talking about.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. Well, he didn't sue them. He just went to... Uh, he filed a complaint with the district attorney. But yeah, he right. won. He, right, 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 they right, gave right, him right. his money back because they were, they got scared all of a sudden. But now, like I said, the district attorneys looking at them now.
2: Setting the precedent.
1: Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, they set the precedent when they gave um, that idiot back his money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? I can't think of his name. He's I a, think we, I, talked, I we I talked, talked about that like two weeks ago. About. Yeah, he's a software guy who... Who the seller for developer was hating real bad and they gave him his money back. And that's when they set that precedent, like
2: Haters gonna hate?
1: Yeah. If so So,
2: Mike, I see you put a link in here for a game called We're Alive. Uh I attempted to look at the site, but I don't really know what it's about. Is there anything you want to Is that a game? Tell about it? Is it a
0: game? It I do like want game. to talk about it. It is not a game at all. Oh. It is a podcast.
1: Oh, I was like if they made that a game, count me the fuck in. This is the first <laughs> time
2: I had ever heard of it, so I apologize. The the art looked like a game to me.
0: So, it is a, a game, You could call it a it's real, it's real fucking real life. life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Consequences <laughs> you take to the grave. Um <laughs> <laughs> No, it's a uh, so I see here, I actually hadn't been to their site in a while. I see here they have something called lockdown. So that's a, like a new one. That they uh, came out with. So, basically, we're alive is a zombie podcast. Okay, so it's like a it's like a radio drama. You know. Okay. So they have multiple voice actors. You know, like old time effects. radio. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They but they have sound effects. They have all kinds of stuff. You know. Pew
1: pew 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 pew. Like
0: it sounds like people are driving away. It sounds like you know people are getting shot at. You know, and all kinds of stuff. So. It's uh, it's pretty neat. Uh, James and I have both uh, checked this out a long time ago. Um, I see here now that they have actually they're starting, they're coming out with new episodes now, so that's kind of cool.
1: Of we're alive, or of this new lockdown thing?
0: Well, it's it's this lockdown one. Okay. So we're alive, lockdown. So yeah, just something I thought I'd. uh, share with our listeners. It's free. You know, you can just go to their website, we'realive.com I'll put the link in the show notes and just click on listen at the top and they have all the episodes there. Um, in the past I know I've been able to download mp3s of each episode, so hopefully they still have that here somewhere on their site. Um, but uh, otherwise you can just listen. You just click on listen and they have like a, a thing you can listen right on the webpage, just like we have on our iopanel mm. podcast website
2: so for all the episodes you've listened to what have you what knowledge have you gained about the zombie community and their their zombie rights issues motivations yeah their microaggressions
0: <laughs> no no it's uh it's i think you misunderstand the title <laughs> yeah it's, oh, it's yeah. saying there there are humans that are still alive not right not the, not the zombies are saying we're alive but where know?
2: are the zombie rights activists
0: in the story uh there are none like, well see that's a problem unless, to my
2: internal you, social justice warrior
0: unless you unless you consider the zombies themselves um you know they're pretty they're pretty aggressive <laughs> i'm not gonna <laughs> lie <laughs> <laughs> <They're> pretty aggressive <laughs> um but uh although you know of course the most the most cunning uh, enemy of all, of course, is man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of conflict in these episodes between different uh, different groups of people.
2: Okay. Well, I might listen to. This is like a thirty percent chance I will listen to ten minutes of it.
1: I think I think <laughs> you'd find that listening. We're alive is very easy to listen to because it's it's honestly it's like unlike a lot of audiobooks where you just have. Um, you just have like one guy talking at you and you have to parse out who's who, what's what, what's happening. You know, if, the, if it's not good or well done in the book, this is not like this. This is like, there's a character for every voice and for the most part. So it's part, not one person
2: doing no. 17 different voices. No. And their
1: sound effects help a lot, dude. The sound effects. I mean, yeah. I hate to say it, but the sound effects kind of bring you back to the time when you're a kid. And you would listen to one of those books that you had as a kid or you like watch something as a kid, but it was just an audio program or something like it's like that. I don't know. I, I can't explain it. But the whole the whole it brings back the full immersion is there with this that you don't necessarily get with a book because a book is not meant to be read the way that audiobooks deliver it. You know, this is like designed. Or are, for, are they? Well, this is this is designed for a radio show type deal. And it's funny Michael, the guys who, you know, Michael knows this, but the guys who work on this work for Audible, and they do a lot of, they're producers of a lot of Audible stuff, Michael Charzik and...
0: I know, yeah, I know that, um, what's his name, Casey Whalen there. Casey Whalen
1: and Michael Charzik, yeah, that's it.
0: Yeah, they, um, I know they've worked on, like, one of our favorite zombie books, uh, by J.L. Bourne, um, what's it called? He's about to release a new one, actually, we should talk about that. Oh, really? Um... Yeah, Day by Day Armageddon. So, uh, I know Casey Wayland has worked on that, and he's one of the main people working on We're Alive here. So, it's pretty much Casey Whelan's thing. Yeah. He's the creator of this.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very good, man. It's extremely, it's really good. I really like it. Okay. So, I mean, this is, I think, and the thing is, you can bite-size this, you know? Like, Michael, wouldn't you say that's a big part of it? Like... You don't have to listen to like 5 hours of this. You can listen to like how long are the the parts like 10 minutes long?
0: Yeah, they're not it's not that long.
1: Yeah, they're short. Like you don't have to listen to like you don't have to sit down and like okay, where do I stop myself, you know? Like you just like listen to 10 minutes and it's over. And they come out with what? One episode every week or every two weeks or something?
0: Yeah, I mean they have like they do it like in seasons, you know? So they usually come out with once one per one per day. Yeah, I mean, sorry, one per week. Yeah, for you know, a couple, like a month or two, and then they take a break for a while, and just like a TV show. So, okay, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um, yeah, so it's a good one. Definitely, definitely recommend it. Highly recommended. It. Check it out.
2: Yep. So, James, would you like to uh, address your day of rage?
1: Oh, jeez. Since um, you
2: mentioned you were, you're come back to that. We don't have to.
1: No. Yeah. I mean, just, I'll try to keep it quick. <laughs> so I received an email from a group in my office, like right in the back of a Pokemon email. <laughs> and the email was like, Oh, beware, be, be careful. There's this, uh, you know, day of rage coming up on the, on J- on July 15th. Uh, there's going to be protests all over the United States in like 12 locations. Here's a list of locations, places, and times. Um, just they clear of these areas, whatever, whatever. It's, it's going to be, it's and the, and and the, the the it's very vague. It's like they're going to be protesting Dallas, Baton Rouge, Minnesota, you know, all kinds of things, all in once. So, which I feel like people who protest for Dallas and people who protest for for Baton Rouge are just different people. So it just seemed very vague. So I said, let me just Google Day of Rage, and I googled it, and the second or third thing that came up was Snopes. Anytime you see Snopes come up behind something, you just, like, give up right away. So (laughs) I looked at the Snopes article, and apparently in 2014, there was a Day of Rage that was supposed to be happening. And it relisted days, places, locations, everything else. Of course, everything's identical to that Day of Rage in 2014. So someone took the old Day of Rage, someone saw the video, uh, which, if you had looked at the YouTube date, it says... This came out whenever. But people didn't look at the YouTube date and there's no dates listed. It's on a fake anonymous page. It's not fake. It's on one of the anonymous uh uh videos. Uh one of, the, one of the anonymous YouTube channels. Um so they took it and ran with it, and people and people in the government started sending out warnings about it, you know, saying, Oh, this is gonna happen, be careful, stay away from these areas. And you know, and I and I first said so I sent an email back to the other guys who sent it to me. I said this is fake. Good, just google it. And I sent the Snopes article. So then about a half an hour later I get an email saying, "Okay, you're right. Sorry. We we shouldn't spread this out." The my problem with the whole day of rage thing is that stuff like this just force just just incenses the populace. That's all mm-hmm. it does. It's not helpful. And just because some troll put it out there doesn't mean we need to celebrate it and advertise it and say, hey, this is happening. You should go to it. that That's what they were saying, even though they're like, no, don't go to it. But here's a list of every place and location and time you need to be there at if you don't want to go. You know, I mean, it's like, why would you even give that information? Make people hunt for it if they want to go do this, uh, do some crazy shit. So I was like, OK, whatever. It's done. You know, like no one, no other, no one else is an idiot enough to fall for this. Well, later on, I got another email, basically identical copy of the first email, and, the, and here's the thing: the email said "AR North Warning," okay? "AR North Threat Advisory," okay? So I didn't think about this till later, and it gave a number. It gave a threat advisory number, like it's like in a, in a database somewhere. So I said, "This is weird." So I looked at it. And I, I started to tell my coworkers, like, this is fake. This is fake. It does not make sense that, like, Anonymous is not in on the Black Lives Matter situation. They are not part of the process. You know, Black Lives Matter is not part of Anonymous, and these things are mutually exclusive from each other. They have nothing to do with each other. So uh, there's not, like, there's not, uh, but then you go and look, and there's all these, like, crazy right-wing sites that are carrying this as real news. Because they want to get likes, they want to get likes, and people looking at their page. So they carry all this bupkis stuff as real news. You know, tons of them. And then the people are like, I'm bringing my gun, and da-da-da-da-da, i am going to show them what's what. and Concealed carry, I'm going to conceal, we're going to conceal, have a concealed carry rally across the street. I mean, it's like crazy, man. And I was like, dude, what if someone, what if people go to this thinking it's a real thing, a real protest, and then you have these maniacs cross the street with a concealed carry thing, and then a gunfight breaks out. You That's know?
2: exactly what would happen.
1: That's exactly what would happen, you know. And there's no reason for it because this is not real, okay? But now, the more we talk about it, the more real it becomes. But only to people. The thing is, the people who run Black Lives Matter and the people who would go to Black Lives Matter rally are not part of the the government and the military's warning process. So they are not privy privy to these emails. They've never heard of this thing. No. They're they
2: privy to the Facebook newsfeed warning process.
1: Exactly, and. Facebook is not talking about the Day of Rage at all. I'm sure they are in these right-wing sites. But for the most part, I haven't heard any anyone say anything about the Day of Rage as far as like Black Lives Matter or Black Friends or anything like that. No one said anything like that to me. So I don't... And, and I'm not going to claim to be in the know of like what protest, where protesters get their information about where to go. But as far as I know, it's not a thing. So more emails came out as the week went on. CNN finally came out with a thing bang, said the Day of Rage is happening. It's a real thing. Now... All these things happen, okay? So now bring us to today. Bring us to Sunday, okay? If you go and go, if you just Google, if you go to Snopes. So Snopes had the original article on, it was saying, and the original article just said, oh, the Day of Rage is a rehash, is an exact copy of last year, the one from 2014. Now the thing says... What if they gave a day of rage and nobody came? He's like, just like two years ago, the rumors of a nationwide day of rage protest turned out to be much more, much, much ado about nothing. Because the whole thing was bullshit. Okay? The whole thing is bullshit. And now they break it down. Back in 2014, it says no one shows up for day of rage um, at Baltimore City Building, but they have cops standing around outside. You know? Yeah. And it says, so far, tourists and NYPD lieutenants, uh, no day of rage. Because it's not a real thing. Now, here's the one thing that did happen. Okay? It says, Day of Rage. All white Black Lives Matter protesters try to block road. Fails miserably. Okay? Because you know why? You know why? I hate to say this, but the channel into which they used, they used, the channel which got this information out was not one that people in Black Lives Matter uh, who are black would use. You know? These were people who found out about this. Was it LinkedIn? no, it, it, no. These are people who found out about this from work emails. Oh. you know, they, they, or people who watch CNN or something. But protesters of all stripes don't get their information from fucking CNN. Uh, the whole thing's a fucking a fucking mess. So anyway, let's get back to AR North, okay? So if you looked at the original email, and I don't have my phone with me; it's upstairs, but I could read it to you. But the it says AR North Threat Advisory One Bravo Six Nine, set like like an index number. If you Google that index number, nothing comes up. If you Google the term AR North, which I have never heard the United States Army refer themselves to, if you Google the term AR North, nothing comes up. You know why? Because this whole thing is a social engineering shit show. Okay? AR North is not a real thing. This index number does not exist. There is no AR North threat advisory service. It does not exist. Okay, myself and like two co-workers were looking for it. We could not find it anywhere. Okay? So this is like someone got a social engineering email.
0: I just found it. What? www.arnorth.army.mil. Oh shit! <laughs>
2: <laughs> there you have it, folks. The I'm truth not saying comes it's out. A real,
0: you know, threat advisory. Obviously, it's not.
1: James well. is a hoax. <laughs> he actually, <laughs> he's actually a puppet Michael made. Sit, put a link in the chat, dude. Let me look at that.
0: He did. I I put it in the. This oh, is Zencaster chat.
1: Oh Zencaster, okay. don't break the fourth wall. Don't break the fourth wall. We're not supposed to talk directly about Zencaster. Um Yeah,
2: it's it's listening. Don't talk to it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, Army North, Fifth Army.
2: The people's military. What is this? Very
0: not a great website.
1: Yeah.
2: Programmed in front page?
0: Probably.
1: Okay, so this is like kind of weird. Okay, if you look, so this is not like the army, though. This is the army, but this is like some. This is like the website of a base. And they're calling themselves AR North, the Fifth Army, because maybe that's where the Fifth Army is based out of.
2: Is it in Arkansas, perhaps?
1: This is Texas. But, you know, I hate to say this, but that's a great reason why some news like this would take hold. Because look where it came from. You know, a place that's extremely conservative, a right white wing place, white wing white wing place would have very little understanding of why anybody would protest Black Lives Matter matters, or have a problem with Alton Alton uh, whatever shooting and the other guy who got fucking shot in the car who's concealed carry holder. Um, they wouldn't really care about it, and it wouldn't really matter to them. And after what happened in Dallas, they'd be very upset. So of course, they would take this shit show idea and run with it without doing any really fact checking. So. Uh, Did you
2: see any of the tweets that were like, um, people need to stop paying attention to, to niece and concentrate on what really matters, and then there's like, hashtag, hashtag Black Lives Matter?
1: Who put that? Twitter. Ugh.
2: Stupid people on Twitter. Dude.
1: Dude, the thing is, Twitter, I realized on Monday, Twitter's a fucking cesspool. Okay. Yes. Like Twitter is a fucking cesspool. I don't really look at my Twitter account very often, but when I do, I am always depressed. Okay. When I when I came into work on Monday, you know the first the trending topic on Monday it was like hashtag white and in, white inventions. Okay. Hmm? Yeah. The fuck. It was hashtag white inventions, and it was like some of them were like slavery. Corruption. <laughs> it was like stuff like that, you know what I mean? And then other ones. And then you had like white people who were like, "Yo, Twitter, bitch, get off it if you don't like white inventions," you know what I mean? And and look, I don't have a problem with. I mean, honestly, it's so the de- 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 uh I forgot what the word is, but it's so bad, divisive. It's so divisive, you know. I get where they're going with this. Like, I think it probably started as like a, you know things white people like type deal, like cottage cheese or, you know, it's like it started off like that. But even that in itself is divisive. Like I don't want to say we can't make jokes about other cultures and the things that they enjoy and that are stupid that we don't understand. But at the same time, all that stuff enforces and encourages difference, you know, and, and strips of, of, of true hegemony as a people, which is where we need to go. Homogeny. Homogeny. You know, um. So, anyway, I mean, we don't necessarily. I'm not. That makes me sound like some New World Order uh, person. No, but
2: I mean, I mean there's all. There will always no. be differences, but. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Michael's such a secret <laughs> asshole. <laughs> there's
2: always gonna be differences. Just accept that and don't be hurt about them.
1: Yeah, exactly. And you know, the the thing is, to me, when I saw this thing. It just turned into, like, white people being – because right now is not the time to play with this racial stuff. Like, people are like, we're sitting – I hate to sound like someone – some nut, but I feel like we're sitting on a powder keg, like, where something could break off at any time for really dumb reasons, you know? And the thing is, this is like – to say white – the white inventions thing is little and stupid, but the thing is people will just – that will enforce the whole concept in people's heads that there's a difference and that it's us versus them you know when it's not us versus them it's us versus us as a people versus versus um versus bad policing you know but we don't want to talk about that we don't want to have that discussion we want to go for the red herring of like it's white people versus black people or white people versus other races or whatever the case may be and it's not that's not the case at all you know this white kid got shot he got killed the other day nobody said shit about it now he got killed cuz he was stupid but the cop probably should not have they shot him twice brought him down he might have survived and then he was on the ground still reaching they could have just dove on him and grabbed him they shot him two more times on the ground but nobody talked about this kid nobody heard about it you know and i'm not saying that you know his life his like we should i'm not saying black lives don't matter or whatever you know i'm not trying to be a sellout or whatever yo but i'm just saying that it's not a black lives matter issue or white lives matter or fucking whatever. It's like bad policing and police using heavy handed tactics versus being a fucking police officer, putting your life on the line and just fucking, you know, unfortunately shit happens and just fucking being like, okay.
0: And this with a
1: pickup truck. Yeah. The pickup truck one where the guy's like, he's like backing. He like the kid's stupid. He's either suiciding by cop or he's, or he's just high. I'm
0: sure they'll do a... It's a Dylan Noble? Yeah,
1: Dylan Noble. I think that's his name. They'll they'll do a toxicology report on him, and they'll probably find out he was high on ice or something like that, or fucking K2, or that new drug K2, yeah, (laughs) that had fucking people, like, fucking passed out in the road. Yeah, that was
2: hilarious. It was
1: absolutely hilarious. It's the funniest thing in the world. What are you guys talking about? Dude, k Some
2: artificial marijuana. Yeah. It was, like, a bad batch. Yeah. And, like, 15 people passed out at the same time within a couple blocks.
1: 32.
2: Thirty-two. Yeah, yeah you, everyone's <laughs> just like laid out. Yeah,
1: <laughs> dude, they have a video of it. The guys are just laid up against the cars. You know, like done. Um, uh, I don't know if anybody died, but I know like thirty-two people passed out. I, I thought, well, that was hilarious. But um, yeah, that kid, this kid was high. Okay, he kept putting his hands in his waistband, but I don't know what he was doing. But I don't think the answer was let's shoot him twice, bring him down. Then shoot him two more times on the ground. He was moving so slowly that a cop could have just dove on him, you know, and stopped him. Instead, they're like, get back, get back, boom, boom, boom. It's like a scared little kid in a fucking room with a gun, you know? He's like, oh, shit, is that a ghost? You know what I mean? That's what it reminds me of. Yeah. But, you
2: know? I mean, I think the majority of police officers have never and will never be in that situation. So
1: When they are, it's like, go ham. Yeah.
2: Not intentionally.
1: Like, I don't mean like that. I mean, it's no, like, no, no. The fear level is there. Right.
2: Now, if you put like a 10 year veteran of the special forces in that situation, they will probably not shoot the second time. Yeah. Because they have been through like so many worse situations. They're, you know, fairly calm.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the whole thing, I mean, this whole thing, and I I don't want to talk get into our fucking, turn our show into this, but the whole thing is just like a big mess, and and this thing, you know, I mean, if you go ahead, I mean, I, I challenge anybody who's listening to this show, like seven people listening to this show, you know, um, go Google Day of Rage, go look at the Snopes article, it's very good, go look at the other articles that are still talking about it, like it's still a thing, um, uh, let me just hit back here, if you go Look up Day of Rage. There's just look up the Day of Rage itself. There's people who are talking about it like, oh, the Day of Rage was busted up. It's not busted up, dude. It's not. It was never a thing. You know, Day yeah. of Rage. All white Black Lives Matters protesters try to block road. That's the it. That's it. Then it's like planned Day of Rage protests fail to materialize. You know, anonymous Day of Rage protest. Oh uh, no, no, here we go. What gave? What if the gate? The uh, what gate? What if they gave the Day of Rage and nobody came? Uh no, rumor check, okay. Warning, day of rage protests are scheduled, okay. Be aware, but they're not there. You know, I mean it's just stupid, man. And all the pictures like pictures of cops standing in front of buildings, like nobody showed up. You know, it's like what (laughs) you guys are idiots, man. You got fucking game, dude. You got fucking gamed by some fucking fifteen year old hacker in his basement with Photoshop and a fucking voice changer. Yeah. And and, Thank you. and and mild video editing skills. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Thank you for the uh the report and update.
1: Yep, microaggressions ended for now. Macroaggressions, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Welcome to the I.O. panel, Race War Edition. That's right. Michael, what were you gonna tell us about? You're gonna tell us about um something.
0: So I want to mention two things really quick. Uh first Uh, In keeping with the spirit of zombies, uh, we're talking about the We're Alive podcast. There's an app that you can download. It's available for iPhones and for Android phones. It's called Zombies Run. And the whole goal of it is, they they say it's a game. I guess it is a game. But you turn it on when you're going to go running. And there's like a soundtrack kind of playing. And it sounds like zombies are after you. While you're going on your run.
2: So don't so. use it if you go out for a jog at night through a field.
1: Yeah.
0: Or if you want to scare the shit out of yourself, yeah. then go ahead and do Luckily, it. Luckily,
1: none yeah. of us will ever have to worry about using it.
0: To get that adrenaline dump.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just kind of fun, you know. Um, if If anyone likes to go running, this is another way to... Spice it up, you know? (laughs) Um, So, something to keep in mind. The other thing I wanted to mention was, so there's an author, we've talked about him before, J.L. Bourne, who he's put out a series of books called the uh, Day-by-Day Armageddon, which are zombie books. Um, There's three books in the original series. So, book four is coming out uh, this coming Tuesday, actually. So I already pre-ordered it on Audible, because I have my, you know, I got my uh, credit a month account going here. So I went ahead and uh, did that, so as soon as I wake up on Tuesday, it'll be available for me to download into my app. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. That should be good. Um, Just a quick recap of what Day by Day Armageddon is. It's, uh, it's about a Navy commander. Who ends up surviving the zombie apocalypse by first staying home, you know, and fortifying his home, and then he goes on the road with a a neighbor, and they end up finding a. um, They stay at a couple different places, and they end up hooking back up with the uh, with the remnants of the military. So it's it's a pretty interesting. I think it's an interesting series personally. I've uh, I've relistened to it a couple times now already. So, I think it's pretty good. All right. James, I know you've listened to it a couple oh, times. Oh, no,
1: I I loved it. I've listened. That's probably one of my favorite uh series to listen to. I did not enjoy the ending the last book, but I'm hoping uh I, I felt like the author was probably trying kind of like trying to get the last book done because I think that one was the longest expanse of time between books. Um and I think he was just trying to get it done. But I'm really looking forward to this new one now that Michael's told me existed. I'm logging in there now to get it. But um, (laughs) because uh, whenever he takes the time to put into stuff, he's an amazing writer, man. And he just, like, he he thinks of everything tactically that you would like food, water. Like, he thinks of all of it. You know, he doesn't leave anything out as far as like how you would like want to survive in in an end of the world off the grid, shit hits the fan, race war. Zombie apocalypse situation, you know, not not a race war, but yeah, mm-hmm. he 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 gets
0: it. I, I don't know, James.
1: I don't it know. You made
0: it sound pretty appealing.
1: My race war game is going to be really low because all my friends are white. I'm pretty much stuck. <laughs> you know?
0: Well, you'll be on you'll be on our no, side. No, no, no. <laughs> you'll be a you'll be a race trader.
1: No, Mister Pizza. No, no. <laughs> I'll just be in this basement here, hiding out, eating my MREs. <laughs> mm-hmm um but yeah so that's uh, a great book though definitely i encourage anybody to get them it, it was my introduction to the zombie book world and there's i basically measure every book every zombie book that i listen to to that book i mean michael do you find yourself doing that
0: absolutely yeah, because
1: his books are that good i think so jailborn good guy
0: cool
2: um anything else you guys want to talk about before we wrap this one up
1: uh, we're going to hope next week
2: yes we and are
1: we have a we're not gonna we don't have time to talk about it right now, but I'm sure we'll do maybe we can do some mini things while we're there and maybe maybe we can do a podcast on the train um yeah're so we'll that'll be interesting so
2: I think we can make that happen yeah. and we'll definitely give a, a recap highlights, low lights, etc
1: mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. we'll definitely have some great s- s- sandwiches there. Some uh, yeah, and Chinese food, Chinese food, and, and Michael, me and Michael's favorite food, the food of brotherhood, as, as Michael and I call it, the uh, falafel, no, street food. <laughs> yep, <laughs> New
0: halal,
1: York. halal, dirty
2: water hot dogs. That's right,
1: halal. Me. <laughs> is that lamb halal? <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. Yeah, and we're, we, we we're luckily right by Nathan's, a Nathan's shop. So go to Nathan's and get a really good hot dog. Are they
2: good though? Or I think, is it just name dude, recognition? I think they're amazing, honestly.
1: I don't like them when our friend has them because he doesn't know how to cook them. But I like them when you go to a store and you get them and they've been cooking them on the rolling burner thing. Holy mm-hmm. shit, I think they're great. I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I enjoy them. I enjoy good nations. Yeah. I had it,
0: uh, I think I I think I made James try it out with uh, sauerkraut. Yeah,
1: yeah, he did. It's the bomb. Yeah.
2: All right, we can have a sampling. I've
1: never eaten there. Oh, I've got a, I've got I've got my uh I got a little money hidden away just for Nathan's hot dogs and street food and buying cool stuff at the con. So, um if you guys want anything from Hope, don't ask us cuz we're buying stuff for ourselves, but still.
2: <laughs> yeah, you greedy fucks. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh you plebs, but um yeah, no. Uh Hope should be a good time. I'm really looking forward to it, man. Good a lot of good talks. And that we'll have a lot of stuff, a lot of cool stuff to bring back to talk to you guys about when we're done. So, look forward to it. Absolutely.
2: Time. Mike, anything else you wanted to talk about? No, sir. Okay. Well, then we'll wrap this up. Um, thank you all for listening. As always, you can get in contact with us by emailing feedback at com. Check out our website, iopanelpodcast.com or Iopanel.tech which is probably how you're listening to this, unless you're one person. (laughs) Um, You can hit us up on Facebook. We do have our Facebook page. Uh, Like it if you dare. Uh, It does uh, help us out. Also, don't forget to check out audibletrial.com forward slash IOPanel. You get your 30-day free trial and free audiobook for signing up. So that's it for this week, and we'll catch you all next time.